You are listening to episode 125 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. This week's guest is no stranger to the show. She's one of my favorite guests and I love learning from her. We're diving into the world of numbers with the practical numerologist, Felicia Bender. Felicia is an author, public speaker, and passionate evangelist of the power of numbers who helps you understand the power of numbers in your life and how they can affect your past, present, and future. Felicia joined us on episode 30 to discuss practical numerology and then again on episode 79 this past January for part one of the 2020 numerology energy forecast. Today, Felicia is bringing us part two of this numerology energy update, and we're reflecting back on the first half of 2020 and how this year of the four is playing out, numerologically speaking, and how it's preparing us for a five year. Felicia also gives us a glimpse into how personal years are being affected, plus shares how COVID-19 is broken down in numerology. Before we meet Felicia, I've got to share that I've added a new goodie to the MindBiz Life Favorites portion of the website. I'm headache and migraine prone, and I noticed that this increases on days that I was stuck behind my computer. I've had my blue light filtering glasses from movement for about a month now, and I can tell a huge difference, not even just after nerding out all day behind my laptop, but also while watching TV at night. It used to really hurt my eyes. Now I'm able to do so without squinting. When you use my referral link on mindbizlife.com website under the MindBizLife favorite section, you'll save $15 off your first order from movement. Okay, now that I've shared all that, it's time to get down with some numerology and catch up with Felicia. You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to introduce this week's guest, one of my favorites, Felicia Bender, who is known as the Practical Numerologist. Hey Felicia, welcome back to the show. I think this is now your third time joining me. I don't know how how many years have we been doing this together. Now? I know. So- <laughs> I love it. I look forward to it each and every time. I think the last time we spoke was last November and that episode aired January 1st of this year, 2020. And within that episode, you gave us an energy forecast of the four year. Plus you beautifully broke down our personal year numbers and what to kind of expect. But I just want to rewind back to that conversation and bring up something that you said because it is far too relevant right now. So when we were discussing the energy of the four, You said, and I quote, the four is like your strictest teacher. Remember the teacher who made you stay inside during recess because you forgot your homework? That's really the energy of the four. And I was listening back to our conversation and just started laughing because after spending what? The last eight weeks on stay-at-home orders and in this quarantine, this year really does already feel like the strict teacher who is making us stay inside. Oh my gosh. I, if, if, that, if it weren't so, if it didn't make me cry, it would make me <laughs> I know, right? It's like, dang. It's like how spot on. And that was back in November that you had said that. And oh, I hate it when it's right. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it is. It is a very um, intriguing thing we are working with, obviously. That's the understatement of the century, right? Mm. And, um, you know, what's, what's, what's fascinating to me is, you know, to, to touch back on uh, you talking about, you know, our personal year cycle uh, energies that we are, are all dealing with um, different, you know, if, if you were listening last time, uh, it was about, uh, we believe we go through nine year cycles called personal year cycles in numerology. And so we can know the, the thematic, I call it kind of knowing the theme to your party. That's my go-to, <laughs> the way I think about it. Um, but, but which is to say that it's, it's so intensified right now in terms of the really intense core level um, values that each of our personal years is bringing us. Because, you know, for instance, you can be in a three personal year, which is about socializing and self-improvement and emotional expression and really what is harder than being inside, not being able to socialize, not being able, so we're be, being giving all these really incredible um, restrictions around um, all of what we're dealing with, and yet it intensifies the learning curve, right? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it truly does. I remember even when we were talking about personal years and I'm in my five personal year and I was oh. so looking forward to it after my four oh, personal year. So oh. I was like, oh, travel, freedom, <laughs> stay at home. Yeah. And yet it, let's use that as an example for those listening. So that is, you know, in, in a five personal year, you are freedom, travel, adventure, fun, sensuality, and change, right? It's a lot about um, monumental change happening, which is obviously something that's occurring for you right now. <laughs> and yet really, if you look at it, it is, this is the, the, the PhD program is really, really embodying and grappling with the ultimate energy or lesson of the five, which is where can you find freedom, even in the most restrictive or confining circumstances, right? Mm. There's always where, this like give and yeah. take with that. Yeah. Yes, there is. And I don't, and, and please understand me, especially those of you listening out there, I am not on a soapbox on my lofty spiritual, you know, halo here. I'm struggling as much or more than anybody, you know, so it's not, it's not a lecture from above. It really is getting dirty and messy in, in these, in these lessons and in these things that, that at least the numerology, if it resonates with you, can put a framework around and go, wow, yeah, where can I find, um, where can I find this level of freedom that I would like to have, even again, in these most, in these circumstances that aren't supporting that in a fun way at all, right? right. At all. <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> How is this 2020 really living up to that four-year energy? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> did you hear my little rah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of that. 
Um, you know, we, we always like to go, go for the, you know, higher level, the positive qualities of, of everything, right? Because that's the, the only way to fly. And yet to get down and dirty with it, the, the number four as a universal gear. So for those of you who are a bit new to numerology, uh, the universal year is we simply take the year that we're in and add that together as a, a very simple addition problem. So 2020 is two plus zero plus two plus zero, and that equals four. So we're in a four universal year, which means this is the energetic kind of, you know, imprint or water that we're all swimming in globally, internationally. And uh, so the four is about structure. It's about foundations. It's about building systems. It's about hard work. It's about limitations. And really the ultimate also, um, in my opinion, I don't know if, if I'm on board with all numerologists on this level, but I do find also a major component of the energy of the four is working with our primordial kind of family uh, ancestral wounds. And so not to get too lofty about it, but that's a, a real cornerstone of what we're, we're all doing collectively. And collectively, to use the metaphor of construction, we're looking at the foundation of our home. You know, yeah. we're going, we're, we're, we're bringing the structural engineer in and saying, how does this look? And he or she is going to go, uh, I'm sorry to break it to you. But this foundation is crumbling, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's got water damage, it's got, you know, I don't know, infestation of something. And we need to, we need to demo this whole house and we need to jack out the foundation and we need, and then you need to reconfigure what, uh, what do you want to build a new house? Or if you do, how are you going to afford to do that? Are, is, is it going to be permitted on this, this land? You've got to go through that process. I don't know any, anyone, you know, I'm, you, I'm really drawing on this metaphor, but it is really true. And so sometimes in a four year, you can look at the foundation, you go, yeah, this is awesome. You know, this is well built. This is this is the, the best thing. And another, uh, uh, but but in a, in a year like this, we're obviously collectively our foundation has crumbled, and now we are going to have to excavate it, and then we are going to collectively have to decide what it is we are building. We are going to rebuild it, you know. Mm. And that is not something that is uh, effortless or that happens overnight, obviously. And it's funny because I one of the one of the little you know, just to get the idea of the energy of a number, I always like to use examples, right? Uh, the best way to understand things. And I've taken to, uh, uh, as a metaphor for the, um, for the four energy, it's like, this, this is the year where we're all the, 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 um, do you remember the, the story, the three little pigs yes. from childhood? Yep. You know, with the big bad wolf, huffs and not the big bad wolf, but yeah, it is a big bad wolf. Huffs and puffs, blows the house down. There's a lot of big bad wolves, aren't there? Little Ooh. Red Riding Hood. Pig. Yeah. A lot of big bad Anyway, so um, with that said, it's basically the idea that we are all kind of being, out, being, being called upon, being cast in the role of the third pig. And if you remember, the third pig is the one who is value, right? But the third little pig is always kind of pissy 
and feels really beleaguered and really like, what is it with those, you know, pig number one just, just went off and built the, the, you know, the home out of straw and now went off and played and pig number two did his with sticks, but he's going off and playing, but I'm over here step by step getting it done. I'm not having any fun. I'm working so hard. Oh my God, what was me? But then at the end of the day, the third little pig is the only one who doesn't get blown away and demolished, right? Yeah. So it's, it's that kind of energy that we're in. It's like you, you can't go out and play right now necessarily. You have to have some breaks and everything else, but it is that, in, that, that energy. It's like, this is serious. We have to really take into consideration a longer range goal that makes sense for everyone, right? Not just uh, little pockets of well, people. Yeah. yeah, that just makes so much sense. And I love that analogy because woe is me. It's really a, it's a mood right now for, for so many. And to say that we've been kind of building up to this change is inevitable. You know, like there's, there's always been change that has needed to happen, but we just kind of got a little swift kick with COVID-19. So let's talk more about that and the numerology of its name. Maybe first you can outline names and how numerology even go together because most people are probably like, what? Aren't we talking about numbers here? Right. Doing a little bit of the chin scratch on that one going, hmm. So yeah, in numerology, uh, we, we work with the numbers and we're talking uh, Pythagorean numerology. That is the kind of numerology I practice. There are different kinds of numerology numerology out there. Um, so just understand that we're talking uh, Pythagoras, Pythagorean in this talk you and I are having. And yet uh, we, we use the numbers one through nine, except for some double digit numbers uh, that, that are called master numbers. Those are the repeating like the 11, 22, 33, and so on. And, uh, and, and uh, so we use those numbers obviously as numbers, but then we'll look at uh, the alphabet and we will uh, apply a numerical value to, to each letter. And I won't go through the whole process, but just to give you an idea. So A is one, B is two, three is C, and so on. And you go to nine and then go back uh, again, kind of mm -hmm. like you're on a typewriter, even though no one really knows how typewriters <laughs> <laughs> But if you're an old movie buff and you've ever seen a typewriter work, you'll know that it kind of goes back and forth. So um, that's how we value uh, the letters. And then we'll, again, then you can add it together just like you would do. Um, when we work with numerology, we're always uh, reducing to a one digit number. And yet it's also very interesting to see what numbers come up uh, the double digits prior to that, right? Because it also has an influence. So you can get very, you know, we like to keep it simple and yet just understand that there's a, a depth there that you can get into. So that's how we, we do that um, with, with the numbers. And it's interesting because I did go over both COVID-19, which we'll talk about, and then also just for fun, <laughs> for curiosity, uh, coronavirus. And so if we, if we look at coronavirus, um, it, what I find uh, fascinating is that coronavirus has 11 letters in it. Um, and it also comes to after you uh, reduce all, it down. So when you add it all together, it's 56. And then five plus six equals 11. 
Mm. Okay. So um, the 11 is the master number. A lot of people are really into the number 11, right? When you see 1111, the angel number, that sort of thing. And so in, in, in numerology, the 11 is a master number and it is the number of spiritual illumination. When it shows up, it is a portal of, of possibility, of potential, of, you know, of setting, and in this case, setting this collective intention right around what uh what we want to get out of it if that makes any sense whatsoever so the coronavirus if we look at it on in in this way is an opportunity right to um you know it's an opportunity to grow spiritually as mm -hmm. a as a collective and, I, and globally that's kind of yeah, that's kind of a no duh in some ways. And, yeah. um, and yet you know, what I really want to emphasize is that even if this has, you know, um, which it obviously does spiritual, um, expansion, uh, connected to it, it really does not make the process any more fun or any easier or any less traumatic. Right. Right. It's like that dark really. night of the soul almost. Yeah, well, and it's almost like, I think it's, uh, isn't it Anashante or someone who says that enlightenment really, it's not a fun or, you know, happy process, actually, mm -hmm. usually. It's more a process of really going through the pain of revealing the truth, right? And um, so it's, it's that, and I, I don't want to bring it down a level, but I also, I know that there are a lot of conversations in the metaphysical kind of, you know, spiritual circles about this kind of la-ti-da, you know, oh, this is so beautiful, you know, this process is so beautiful. And yes, it will be eventually, but I think it makes people who are feeling depressed or are feeling uh, agitated or anxious or hopeless or all of the other emotions that I think everyone is going through if you're a human being um, yeah. makes them feel like they're you're not they're not being super spiritual enough right <laughs> so yes. it's like yeah so you, you have permission to actually be in your human body and and um, experience all the grief that mm -hmm. I think everyone's really experiencing don't you yeah. think yeah, I love that. And I love that you touch on grief because that is, I don't think many people even notice that we're grieving the lives that we no longer have. We're grieving that our normal is no longer our norm. Like there's so much that we're grieving. Just today, I got the belongings from my kids' desks at school and I was sitting there going through all of their paperwork and I, my heart just started to sink because my youngest daughter, this was her kindergarten year. And I was like, oh my gosh, she didn't get to do her award ceremony and she didn't get to do, you know, her field trips. And there's so much they didn't get to do together. And there was just this wave of just like grief. That's what it was. I was grieving for her that she didn't have those last couple of memories. And then of course, seniors and college and people who are weddings or even having babies and their spouse can't be in the room with them. Like there's just so much that yeah. is, is too many moving parts for so many people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, it, it's, it's interesting as well with, if we look at the numerology of COVID-19, it's, uh, if we, if we, you know, quickly do the layers of that because COVID, uh, the, the name is a, uh, a two, is a 26, and then that reduces to an eight. 
So the two and the six are very, are um, home, family, relationships, love, all of those very <laughs> relational energies. And then it reduces to an eight. And the eight in numerology is the power number. It is empowerment. It's money. It's uh, control. It's authority. It's all of those very worldly material um, energies. And, and um, so it's, it is an interesting thing that COVID is the eight. It's that, that standing in empowerment. But also, you know, the flip side uh, to the eight is greed and mm. is an open focus on the material, right? And so it's that balance point there. So if we put that on the page or, you know, in a corner or wherever on the playing field, and then we look at the number 19 that is part of COVID-19, obviously the name even has that number in it. And um, what I find, you know, always infinitely fascinating is in numerology, we have certain numbers that are called karmic debt numbers and they indicate that a karmic debt is being paid off right mm. uh, when it shows up somewhere this can show up in your personal numerology profile right and then it shows up as cycles of time and just indicates that there's you know a, d a different depth of what's happening <laughs> within the that realm and so the 19 as a karmic debt number um, indicates that there's been, that there's being a, a, a payback in the realm of an abuse of power. Ooh. Right? Whoa. So a willful uh, abuse of authority and power. It's like, ooh, wow. Hmm. Uh, could that be? So it is, so with the eight and uh, the COVID, the, the 19, which is the karmic debt that just kind of gives you a little bit more of richness of, of uh, meaning there. And then when you add it together, it adds to a, a number nine overall. And the nine is a, a very sacred number in numerology. It is compassion. It is humanitarian. It is kind of that, it is a very, um, it's the number of completion, surrender. It's about altruism and compassion. And it is really, when it shows up, it is, it is really demanding, uh, again, not to be too lofty. And yet it, it really is offering us opportunities to embrace um, the beauty of impermanence mm -hmm. and the idea that, that everything, that we are impermanent, that everything is, uh, you know, transitory. And um, it's, it's a time where we get to release what is no longer serving us. And, I, and, and this time it's a very collective, <laughs> collective activity, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're having to take a real deep look at, at all of this. And what I find is the bitter irony is that it would be easier for us collectively if we could have taken these things seriously as they've been transpiring, right? Like, you know, global, like climate change, all of the ways in which we've gotten to this place. That's just one example, one tributary of thought here. And yet if we could have collectively agreed that it first of all was an issue, <laughs> and then second of all that, you know, needed to be, to be worked with uh, globally, 
our lives would have a lot less suffering to them because it's it's right now everything it's like the house of cards right it's yeah. all collapse or is collapsing and so it makes it more difficult for us to juggle all of the things i mean that we're doing right now with uh with you know with the economy with health with you know all of these institutions everything that is being dismantled so it's a little more overwhelming now than potentially, you know, um, maybe could have been, and yet could have and should have are, are, you know, always, <laughs> we oust those from the vocabulary. It's like, okay, but what do we do now, right? Yeah. And so the nine with, uh, as the COVID-19, with the karmic debt uh, that we spoke of, um, is it, it, it gives it a little more punch and it gives it a little more meaning around what is, you know, what is the message here that we are um, being offered uh, that we can glean through this? And again, I'm not making light of it and like, oh, you know, this is super awesome. It, it can be super awesome, but it's very hard and it's very painful. Everything right now is tough. So to stay optimistic about it all is just kind of a task in itself. So if we go back to that story that you told us about the three little pigs and we're that third pig who is getting our house ready and we look ahead a little bit, then how is this four year really preparing us for the five year? Well, the four is, is always preparing us for the five because it's giving us, you know, the, the, it's a little more deeper level of, you know, I don't know, of peeling the onion of the five. And yet I, the more and more I work, <laughs> I work with the numbers, the more I love this aspect of it because the four is absolutely necessary for the five to flourish and to have positive results. Because if you think about it, the five energy by itself is a very frenetic, very usually uh, very unfocused. Uh, it's more about the moment and how it feels. If it feels good, do it, right? Sort of energy around it. And um, it is this, this level of expression around freedom. I want to feel free. And sometimes it can go, you know, go over into, you know, I'll do whatever I want, however I want, you know, whenever I want without a, a consideration of the longer term consequences of that. And, and yet, if you look at the numerology of the five, it is about freedom through self-discipline. It's about the constructive use of freedom. And so the five is the freedom part, but if you engage some of that four energy, you can ground it, you can give it some uh, positive results, right? And I always use the, the, the kind of silly, but not really silly um, example of, you know, if you want financial freedom, for instance, um, you're not going to get financial freedom by hanging around and doing whatever you want, however you want, staying home from work and, you know, smoking pot on the couch or whatever, you know, not <laughs> consistently, right? right. It's not going to work. You're not going to, to, so you have to, if you want financial freedom, you need to decide on a career that's going to make you enough money where you can invest, where you can do this, where you can, and then you have to do it. You have to be smart about it. You have to have a plan. You have to implement it. You have to follow through. And then at the end of the day, you're going to have an amazing amount of financial freedom, mm. but it takes an inordinate amount of self-discipline to do it. You know, the same with, 
with physical freedom. You can't, you know, have physical health freedom if you're eating and drinking all you want all the time, not exercising, whatever it is, you know, the feel good moment. So it's a matter of, you know, again, just what the, the example goes on and on. You have to have the discipline around making that happen. And then the results are the freedom that uh, are involved with that. So with that said, next year, I would say, I mean, it doesn't take a super psychic or a numerologist to predict that this is not over, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I think we can know, all agree there. Yeah, it's not going to be checked off the list. And that so next year is going to be more of a, an exploration of how do we create this new world, this new economy, this new uh, social engagement um, around these very themes. So it's going to be the exciting aspect is that necessity is the mother of invention, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the, the five energy next year is all about, let's do this thing. Let's explore. Let's be curious. Let's ask more questions. Let's try it. Right. And then, you know, when things don't work, it's like, nope, that didn't work. Let's go over here. Let's do this. Okay. Let's try this. Let's do it. So it's going to be more of an experimentation time, I hope, yeah. uh, where, um, and yet the, 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 the beauty of, of the, the effectiveness of the five is when the bright and shiny objects can be eliminated pretty quickly. And then you get down to business on the thing that, that's going to be sustainable for a longer term change and transition. Because again, the five as a cycle of time, which the, the next universal year in 2021, like is what we're talking about, um, will be a time of, of dramatic change. And so people have to be aware that, again, um, it is not going to be business as usual. You know, business as usual got us here. So now what? Yeah. Right? Now, so now we have what? really, yeah, reconfigure and, uh, and understand what this, this new, new normal, this new world, this, this uh, new engagement with life that we are all going to be negotiating together and, uh, and navigating and mediating together. Whew, it's going to be a lot to unpack. That's, that's definitely, you know, we, we can all be on the same page as that as what next year is going to look like. No one really knows, but different is, is for sure. I mean, just looking back as to where we were last year at this time, no one could have foreseen this happening. Um, I, you know, not anyone that I can think of could have seen this happening. So it's just, really being able to flow with those energies. And from what you've broken down, it's like there's a lot of energies hitting us right now from just really working with our personal year number to the four to everything that coronavirus is bringing us. It's just, it feels like a lot. And I know that people who are listening to this are like, okay, I'm, I might want to start using numerology more in my life to kind of help me understand these energies and you know, flow with them a little bit more. Where do you suggest that they start uh, dipping their toes into the numerology waters? Ooh, that's always fun, isn't it? To start exploring. Um, well, I've got, I mean, I've got a lot of resources on, on my website at feliciabender.com. And, uh, and yet, you know, I, I got into numerology. I mean, it found me. I did not find it. <laughs> and um, 
you, you just take up the book that, that speaks to you, right? Mm -hmm. And just start learning the basics. Um, I offer some courses, some basic courses as well about, so just make it fun and just start looking at, uh, you know, just getting a basic foundation of what each of the numbers brings with it. Because as a reminder, you know, numerology is the art and the science, you know, that, that's, uh, again, the, that I use is from Pythagoras. And the basic idea is that numbers carry with them not only that quantitative value that we use in math, right? It's one, two, three pencils or whatever, but, um, but that they carry, these numbers carry also with them a frequency, a vibration. They are, they are portals of information. And it's a, it's a kind of cool concept once you, I mean, it's funny because people are always asking me like, how does this work? I'm like, I, I honestly don't know. I, I have no idea. All I know is that it does. And it's just more, it's just incredibly accurate. It's so cool. And so to, to be able to practice that and, and look at it and to start using it in your day-to-day -day life. So you can even just start having fun with that. And the cool thing is, is that when you have a book or some, or a resource, again, like my website, you could just go check on it. And it's something that you, um, you know, you have the book on the shelf and you can go take a look at it. You know, it's not like you have to meditate in a cave for a year before you have this, you know, strike of insight, even though that's, you know, you can do that too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I yeah. love your website because I reference it so many times. Like I, even when like I first start learning about numerology, just, you know, life path, like starting there. And then it was, oh, I have a personal year number. And then it's like pinnacle cycles and challenges, you know, it's like karmic lessons, like all these different things. But you so easily help me from your website, even like your blogs, just understand the vibration. And then it's just very easy to understand the math of it and how to kind of calculate it for yourself and then the explanation. So I love it. And then plus your Instagram, always putting out new content there and making sure that we stay, stay fresh and in the know. Well, exactly. And, and I think I, that's a wonderful example that you gave Lauren about just knowing the life path. It's kind of like if you get if you get interested in astrology, the first thing you learn about is, you know, you're a Sagittarius or you're a Gemini or you're whatever you are, right? And so you start there because that's the, the basic brushstroke. And then you can start getting more, more detailed and what is your rising sign and what's your north node? And it just adds a, a really rich um, arena of, of information. It's really fascinating how we do have these maps available to us when we can I, I i always like to to say that numerology is kind of like it's code right it is a language so it's almost like envisioning walking into a room where morse code is coming over the wire right do, 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 do. Yeah. and you don't know morse code it's just static and who cares right it's just whatever it's noise and yet if you walk in the room and you know morse code you understand the message that is being relayed from one point to the uh, to the next point, and it's the same thing with numerology. All this stuff is going on all the time. It's just we don't we're not we don't know the language. So when you do know the language, um, it's just a whole new world, and it's so much valuable information that you can use. You know, again, I love the fact that we can look at uh, the positive elements, what it brings to us, but also really understand the challenge points that go with 
it because we're always dealing with those things and it's a wonderful thing. I don't know if you feel this way, Lauren, but it, and again, it sounds kind of silly, but once you can name something, you can start working with it, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, if it's just some free floating thing, it's very difficult to uh, to be proactive about about just engaging it um, in, in the way that you want to. So that's what I love about it is that it can put can put concepts and words and, and things and, and themes into play that makes sense. And again, I'm the practical numerologist, so if it didn't have a practical application, I would just not not really be interested. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. it's definitely practical and it's so easy to follow. Um, I love numerology and I love learning about it from you. Of course, I feel like at this point, you're just our residential numerologist. So <laughs> I'm, I know you'll be back again, but you know, Felicia, as always, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your wisdom. This has been so enlightening. I hope that anyone listening is able to just walk away with at least one thing that they've learned. I mean, I learned so much, but if they can walk away with one, then we'll call it a win for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, wishing you the best uh, with everything as always, and we'll be back together, but also it just, it made me sad to hear the story of not, well, sad. Yes, it did make me sad to hear the story of your daughter in her kindergarten year because it is, heart go oh but I'm sure that there's that you've been doing different things to you know offer different memories and I think that that you know even if we think about the number five coming into play that's another aspect how can we how can we um you know truly reconfigure our expectations yeah it It has it's been interesting because now I'm I'm mom and I'm not full-blown teacher because thank goodness our teachers are still very active within in their jobs and providing information, but it's really cool to just put on a different hat and try it a different way. And we're getting way more time together. I'm, I am one of those people. I like being with my kids more and you know, they, I have worked from home, so they were always with me when they were little. So this to me is like just round two of what I'm already used to in a sense, but, but it's, you know, having that, being able to take a step back, being, you know, it really stinks. I didn't get to finish up her kindergarten year, but dang, I am so lucky I get extra time to do this and watch her grow in a way that, and in a setting that I haven't been used to as well. You know, I'm not used to seeing those aha moments in math or having those like different prompts that the teacher gives for like reading to help me be better at helping her learn as well. So we're all growing in this together. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way of looking at it. Oh my goodness. Well, it is always such a treat to speak with you. Thank you again for joining me today. Thank you, Lauren. Well, until we meet again. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I am fascinated by the world of numbers and Felicia really makes it easy. I've linked Felicia's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. Don't forget, share this episode with a friend. Sharing helps get this information and this podcast into the homes, cars, and earbuds of many. I'm back on Friday for a new episode of Fuel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.